Hi, I'm Wade Tatanjo, entertainment editor with the Sarasota Herald Tribune, and I'm joined here by... Uh, this is Jimmy Gertz, the entertainment reporter for the Sarasota Herald Tribune. And uh, Jimmy, we're here to talk about your big project. You've spent quite a bit of time on this. Yep. Tell the- people about your uh, Florida film project, just a quick overview. Sure. So it's kind of an overview, just looking at what the Florida film industry is like, um, you know, since uh, 2016 and the year since then, when we haven't had a statewide film program. Um, We used to have a film incentives program that's been an important part of a lot of states and how they get film and television productions here. Well, let's start with a couple key questions. Okay. How did we get from 2010, when Florida introduced the film incentive program, to where we are now, having gone years without having any kind of state film program? Well, so uh, at the beginning, we ultimately had about nearly $300 million that was put into this uh, state film program. And over the years, you know, we, that's how we got big budget productions like Dolphin Tail, Magic Mike, Ballers and Bloodline to come film here in huge, Florida. Huge productions. Yeah, huge productions. And eventually what happened was uh, around, two, by 2014, uh, basically all the instead of money had already gone, that $300 million. And you explained in your project, this was first come, first serve. Right. So even the people who want to bring back a film program, those advocates, even they kind of, a lot of them say that they think the original program was flawed. Basically, you got um, the credits based on when you applied rather than perceived economic impact necessarily. Right. Instead of having a panel of experts say... Yes, this project is most likely to create jobs. It was literally first come, first serve, which does, I don't mean to make light of it, but it does seem a bit uh, short-sighted. Yes, and so the new state film program that's been proposed, and I'm sure we'll get to that eventually, um, they, they do a plan on having a board of directors and picking projects based on economic impact. So real quick, the money runs out. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, so then kind of... Uh, what year? I'm sorry, what year did the money run out? By 2014. Okay. Um. So at that point, then over 2014, 2015, 2016, because the program was supposed to last until 2016, over those years, there'd be kind of a push and pull where they would uh, keep trying to propose new uh, uh, influxes of cash into the program. And legislatures at this point um, kind of weren't biting on it. And so you saw a lot of these progr- uh, a lot of these big budget productions uh, leave Florida for states like Georgia and Louisiana that still had their incentives including a bunch of them that were actually set here in Florida, you know, Live by Night, which is set in Tampa, Claws, which is set in Sarasota, Manatee, came here to film partially, but filmed mostly in Louisiana. Now, even though we're in Sarasota, you and I both uh, grew up, or at least partially grew up in Tampa, uh-huh. Live by Night, having been set in Ybor City, I think that was particularly painful for fan, movie fans such as us to read that they recreated Ybor City. Yeah, which literally is, making a replica of Ybor City rather than just filming in the neighborhood that's right. sort of the test of time. Yeah. It's a 45 minute drive from my house in Brayton. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. frustrating to think that the program was that much more lucrative in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And even a little closer to home, uh, Longbow Key made an appearance in the film, but sure. not really. No, not they did not come to Longbow Key at all. Right, which that might not have happened because it was a small scene, but still, mm-hmm. if they were filming here, it could have, you know, filmed out there. And uh, so we've got that. What does Florida's film industry look like now that we don't have the uh, state incentive program? Well, you're seeing a large shift to the smaller scale movies. And that's not necessarily always a downgrade. I mean, uh, Moonlight was set here in Miami, shot here entirely in Miami. And that went on to go, you know, win three Oscars, including Best Picture, you know, Florida Project filmed in Orlando area that went on to get nominated for an Oscar. So... What you're seeing in a lot of cases now is that there's been more... Because arguably, those are better films. Uh-huh. I mean, 
maybe not as made as much money, but better films than even Magic Mike and Dolphin Tale. Well, certainly uh, in terms of prestige, yes. Then the question then becomes how much economic impact can you get from these films? And Because they're smaller indie projects. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, so what they've been doing now is kind of trying to uh, attract these smaller scale projects, either through county incentives, just people who can't afford to recreate Ybor City or where they're <laughs> filming in Georgia. Um, and some big budget productions will come here, but now they're mostly coming just for part of their filming. Uh, First Man partially filmed at Kennedy Space Center, Infiltrator starring Brian Cranston partially filmed in Tampa. But you're not you're still not really seeing those big budget productions for the most part here in Florida. And real quick, so that people understand, yeah, Georgia has got a great nickname, Yollywood. Yollywood. I mean, uh, let's see, Walking Dead, all nine seasons, correct, have been shot there. Black Panther, which is right now the highest grossing uh, domestic box office of any film this entire year, and, and a couple, a couple Marvel films, right? Yeah, not. I don't think all of them, but certainly quite a few of them have uh, filmed there. I mean, so this is really outside of Hollywood, maybe the top domestic area is right north of us according to some surveys especially some recently they argue that george is actually uh bigger than hollywood or New York. really yeah it, just as far as box office receipts and, and yeah. stuff like that yeah i mean black panther yeah that alone mm-hmm. is uh so that's staggering yes and so basically there's a great example i don't see that the georgia landscape being that much different from uh, valdosta being that much different from tallahassee right I no mean, and arguably like, florida you know uh is a more unique location but then then again it comes down to these incentives are increasingly important uh, for producers and one choosing where to film right because they're getting tax huge tax breaks yeah. i mean when let's read quick for incentives that's mostly what this is it's they're not having to pay the tax well so they mostly get a certain amount of tax credits back right. once they filmed a production so uh in georgia for instance you can get up to 30 percent in tax credits when you finish which i believe is what florida had uh pretty close I th- yeah yeah ballpark and this is huge because these productions, when you gross a whole lot of money, the, those ta- not having to pay as much taxes, I mean, that's what we're all trying to do yeah. when, at the end of the day. Um, what would Florida's new film program look like? we got some big elections coming up in November. Mm-hmm. What would they look like under uh, the Senate bill that's been proposed? And real quick, can you paraphrase, what is the Senate bill? Right, and so the Senate bill right now is kind of in, in, in limbo. It was proposed in uh, January by uh, State Senator Annette Tadeo in Miami. Um, and basically how it would work is it was, it's kind of leaning into this uh, these smaller scale films and television shows we've been talking about. So it wouldn't be... Real fun- quick, is this Sorry. a Republican or a Democrat? It's a Democratic senator. Okay. Um, From Miami, which has probably been hurt the hardest? Of- I would say so, yes. Okay. Um, and anyways, the way it would work is first they have to approve the uh, creation of something uh, called a Florida Motion Picture Capital Corporation, I believe is the title. Okay. Um, and once that's been approved, um, what uh, Tadeo told me they would do next is look for some startup funds that's starting around $10 million. And then what they would do is use it as a way that they could go invest in some of these smaller scale films and television shows. And then whatever returns they get from the projects. And again, these projects would be chose based on what they think would be the best economic impact to the state. Kind of a panel of experts type thing. Not board of directors, first yeah. first, Board of directors, great. Um, and so uh, whatever returns they would get from these projects, they would invest back into this fund, and then they would use that money to go invest in more projects. And now this uh, l- uh, lawmaker is a Demo- uh, part of the Democratic Party. 
is this a more of a Democratic or Republican? Who, who, where is this a bipartisan issue, or is this more Democratic? It is bipartisan. Generally, Democrats uh, support it, and um, there's a lot of generally financial conservatives are uh, against it. You know, um, House Speaker Richard Corcoran uh, and his. Uh, in the incoming House Speaker, Jose Oliva, have been against incentives in general, not just film incentives. But, yes, there is bipartisan support. Uh, Nancy Dietert uh, here from Sarasota, she was a big proponent of the uh, project. And uh, Jill Gruters in Sarasota um, is uh, also uh, is a sponsor and supporter of Tadeo's bill. So there is there is some bipartisan. So there's a very good example, yeah. I mean, those two, I mean, Jill Gruters, big name in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And so... With that, you've got that that's coming up. Um, the most high-profile high race, DeSantis, Gilliam, where do they stand on the state film program? Well, Gilliam is a strong supporter, not just of Tadeo's bill, but uh, film incentives in general. Um, on Twitter and Facebook, he shared a article saying that, uh, just talking about the economic impact uh, Black Panther had on Georgia, and he was saying, when I'm governor, we're going to bring uh, tax credits back. And that's tax credits, um, like our old incentives program, not necessarily what today I was proposing. So he's a big supporter of a state film program. DeSantis, uh, he didn't uh, respond to our request for comment uh, for the story. So his position's a little bit less clear. Um, according to the Tampa Bay Times, he did sort of answer the question um, uh, when asked if he would support tax incentives, including tax breaks for producers trying to make movies in the state. DeSantis said maybe, but it depends on the situation. So it's it's hard to say with him, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, he came against it just kind of from the conservative angle he's coming from. And uh, interestingly, though, let, let's talk about Sarasota because yeah. you've got a whole story devoted to Ringling. Mm-hmm. And that's – they seem to be kind of uh, an anomaly. I mean they're ranked, what, number 15 by The Hollywood Reporter? And for top film schools in the country, yes. And here we are in Sarasota. We're not Miami. We're not – Tampa, yeah. Yeah. And what's what's Ringling been able to do to stand out uh, – well, in, in a very crowded field of film schools. Sure. And so this is the uh, second story that I wrote in my two-part uh, series, um, just focusing specifically on this. So they have a program called Studio Lab. Um, it's in partnership with a uh, New York-based company called Semcor Productions. Um, and what they did was uh, they have a system where students, Ringling College students, get to work on the uh, crew of professional productions, um, several that have come here to Sarasota. Uh, And you've been on the set of these productions. I did, so that was part of what I did for this story. So Kevin Smith is filming a horror, well, filmed a horror movie called Kilroy Was Here. And and real quick, for those who don't know, Kevin Smith pretty much was one of the pioneers of the indie film movement in the 90s. I mean, he made clerks famously on maxing out credit cards. If there's anybody who knows how to get a film made... (laughs) And but really, I mean, he's he he's and, a maverick, and he's kept famous since then. I think he has something yeah. like three million followers on Twitter. So. Yeah. So uh, he made a movie here. Uh, Dylan McDermott, uh, the star of the uh, Practice, among other things, uh, he's working on kind of like a possible television show with the uh, kids. He came down here in July to film that, and so basically, it's um, these professional filmmakers uh, come down to Sarasota and Ringling College students. Uh, work on the crew um, and, and, and big places too. props masters, real positions where they can kind of be part of a creative collaborator uh, on the project. And Kevin Smith had a pretty big star on his set. Yes. Uh, Chris Jericho, who lives here in this area, a professional wrestler and rock star. Um, he was there as part of uh, the set when I was there filming. Excellent. Well, wrapping this up, we've got 
Uh, and by the way, uh, Jimmy has video to go to his story. Mm-hmm. So you can see Kevin Smith on set with Stooge. You can see Dylan McDermott. You can see Chris Jericho um, in his role of, uh, what is he? The, the gator chaser. The gator chaser. And he's got a shirt on to remind you that, that reads that. Um, and then we'll also have some survey questions. And uh, a couple of these questions I find interesting. And I'm just going to ask you one, mm-hmm. Jimmy. I'm going to ask Jimmy one of his own questions. Sure. Have you ever traveled somewhere because you're familiar with the location from a film or television show? Yes. Um, not here in Florida, but like, for instance, I visit Seattle pretty often. And so uh, Twin Peaks is filmed not far from there. So I've made like trips down there to go there, you know, and, the, you know, you're spending money, you go to the restaurants. And so that's kind of when people, film industry advocates talk about why it's important to bring films here and to not think of it just as Hollywood handouts. What you're seeing is that a lot of these can be, besides just what they uh, generate in terms of job creation, um, there's money that comes just from tourism, you know, for instance, Dolphin Tale, uh, that, you know, before that movie came out, Clearwater Marine Aquarium had something like 75,000 people who would uh, visit a year. And now after that movie's release, it went up to more than 750,000. So it went tenfold. And what's remarkable about that is if you're a, a fan of sea life, not only is it great for the, the tourist boom for that area of Clearwater, is that all the dolphins are able to save. You know, all of these mm-hmm. these animals um, that have, have benefited as well. So it really is like we have Moat Marine here. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we had that kind of an influx of cash. I can only imagine what the, the you know, scientists at Moat could do with those kind of resources. So there are some great examples. I mean, growing up in the 80s, uh, I, I can only imagine how many people watched either Miami Vice or Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. And that reinforced... The glamour. I mean, I don't know if you remember Miami Vice, but yeah. half the show, they'd be like these four-minute MTV videos just showing how glamorous it is. And this day, when I watched the sunset over a palm tree, I have memories of being a kid in the 80s and either watching Golden Girls with my grandma mm-hmm. uh, when she babysat and thinking, wow, that's a, a magical place. And I'm sorry, and that was growing up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so I do think there's it, – it's very hard um, to put a number on that. Right. You know, how, how do you put a number on seeing a Sarasota sunset and then someone coming and moving here and their child starts a business and all that? And right. it, uh, it seems like that's probably tough to for politicians arguing on either side. Mm-hmm. But uh, you explore all that in your story, uh, two part. And what was your most interesting last question takeaway from? I mean, you spent months and months on this. Uh, what, what did you find most fascinating, Jimmy? Just, I think, seeing how the film industry has been able to uh, survive um, just without these kind of incentives. I mean, if you talk to people, they'll say it's nowhere near where it was in terms of the economic impact, and that's true. But the fact that even without all this, you're still bringing productions here, you still got a Best Picture winner out of it, and you know you can still get blockbusters who come here just because sometimes it's not easy enough to recreate Florida in a different state. Um, so for me... Just kind of getting an idea of the fact that they've been able to hang on uh, even without the film incentives, I think has been very interesting. And you have a great quote from, I believe it's the Moonlight uh, filmmaker, who, who's just about how it just seems there is something special, maybe weird is a better word, about Florida that is inspiring. Sure. And I mean, you see a lot of people that way, like Harmony Corrin, for instance, you know, he's decided to, you know, make Spring Breakers here. He's making his new movie, Beach Bum, here. Other products he's proposed have been here. And he says it's just because he finds it gets the creative juices flowing working here in Florida. And hopefully, you know, we'll we'll be able to draw more people uh, here to do that. Excellent. And uh, 
keep reading at heraldtribune.com. Jimmy covers the film industry here, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's a ringling story at least once a month <laughs> that lands in your lap. So yeah. read these stories and come back to heraldtribune.com. And uh, Jimmy Gertz, he uh, will have the latest on what film developments are happening in Sarasota, Manti, and Charlotte counties. Thank you very much. Thanks.